are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. I'm Evan Klosky. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Lockdown Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Uh, it is a Friday, and we are again joined by WTSP Channel 10 Sports Director Evan Klosky. Back for more. Did an episode on Thursday, now doing an episode on Friday. We appreciate it very much. Can't leave. Can't yes. leave. You got me. <laughs> uh yeah you're hey during the lightning playoff run the fact that we get evan klosky for two episodes you know what this means this means he likes us he likes talking ball with us he likes a little bit of race baseball talk so thank you evan yeah yes and of course a pivotal game six by the way with the lightning coming up tomorrow inside amelie arena so you know do the lightning win this series <sighs> so funny this series has been crazy at the beginning i was like hell no and now i'm like hell yeah uh <laughs> yeah, yeah I thought it was, weren't they 2-2 right now yeah yeah 2-2 uh entering thursday's game at this point it's friday so someone yeah. got the win in new york <laughs> okay oh, no. fair we enough the fourth wall um <laughs> so yeah i mean it, you know I, I felt like this was gonna be a seven gamer i still would feel that way uh, I, I'm just going to go with the bolts because I trust John Cooper, the experience they've done it before. Rangers are kind of new and they literally have gone from a game seven to a game seven series and they might be pooping out a little bit while the bolts are kind of surging again. So yeah. I'll go with the local team. All right. Well, speaking of local teams, the Tampa Bay Rays who as of this recording are 32 and 23 first two months of the season have gone by. So, uh, by my, my, by my math, that's about a third of the way through the season. Um, Evan, is this where you about expected this team record wise, all things considered entering the season? Like how do you, where do you stand with this team? Because I personally, I don't know how they're, uh, nine games, 10 games above 500 with some of the uh, really bad things that have happened to this team. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. I, you know, what's funny is I really do think this is where I had the team at the, uh, you know, entering ooh, Randy, almost a table. Um, this is pretty much, <laughs> this is pretty much where um, I had the team. If you would have asked me, you know, in March. Yeah have a record around this spot, I probably would have said like 10 games over 500 is probably the goal. Um, and, and I think now that we're in this spot, I am just blown away that they are here and it leads some optimism to what could be. I, I, I mentioned a little bit about this in the last episode, but the pitching has been so dang good. The starting pitching yeah. at it. Um, at some point, I, I'm waiting for the bubble to burst. But imagine where this team would be without that. And then on the flip side, imagine what the record would be. It would be Yankees-type level. Yes. If they had any semblance of a bat. 
If they had anyone who could hit the dang ball consistently, they would be the best team, if not right next to the Yankees or below the Yankees for record. They would be. If they could just consistently get four runs, all we're asking for is four dang runs. You can get four runs. They would be a force. So that just shows you um, just where, what potential they have. Right. I don't know what they're going to do come deadline, but it is so dang obvious they need bats. I mean, we understand that uh, Brian Allow is going to come back at some point. Wander Franco, a healthy one, would make a world of difference. But that, I mean, even Wander is still not like a power threat. He's, you know, uh, he's he's more of a put the ball in play. And, yeah. you know, there, there might be an argument to make make him a little bit lower in the order when more people are kind of on around him. I don't know. Can you, can you rank these three of what has been the most irksome to you to watch from race baseball, defensive miscues, base running errors, or the lack of hitting? What, how can, can you rank those three in in what has been the most just, I'm going to tear my hair out uh, right now watching this game. Defensive miscues is one. Because there's one thing I do expect from this team. Yeah. It's defensive stability. And I can probably count five games that they've blown because of just stupid defensive plays, which are so uncharacteristic of this team. I expect them to be better in that. Like, I expect them to be elite. Sorry. I expect them to be elite defensively. That is a calling card. This team does not have the ability to outmuscle you. They need to grit and grind their way to victories and defense is of the utmost importance. So number one is clearly defense, which I think has been overall better. Um, I think they have improved, but they have gotten into ruts and these little pop-up games where it emerges and it completely puts them out of a contest Mm -hmm. and they have a blow up inning. So I think, I think it's been exacerbated because errors have led to blow up innings versus errors just kind of happening and going away without any pain. So I'll add that to it as well. Two is the hitting. And I'm kind of like back and forth on the, you know, putting the hitting or the base running two or three. Ultimately, I'm leaving base running three because I expect this team to also be very aggressive on the paths. I think that like Randy and Bruhan and like, you know, Bruhan hasn't really stolen that many recently, but I think they've had a little bit more, caught stealings than anticipated, which I have nothing against because I think that's just uh, abnormal. I think just being caught in some bad luck. There are some other things where, you know, players have been uber aggressive trying to, you know, Choi trying to run the second in Texas, Randy, I don't know. We can talk about like eight different times. He tries to steal a bat, you know, get the base. Um, That's just part of who he is though. So I kind of, I'm a, uh, sometimes it, it it can tick you off. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit okay. I'm okay with that because I'd rather them be aggressive than passive. So I don't want them to overcorrect and then tick me off in a different way, which actually would exacerbate an issue in my books. Yeah. I um, agree. 100, I agree 100% with that ranking. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 100% with that ranking. I'd rather be aggressive than not. It is frustrating, but yeah. all the one, two, three. Kevin, and I, I think as a byproduct, they have to be aggressive on the base pass because they don't have a ton of boppers right now. Like, you've got to find a way to Make manufacture happen. runs 
in some shape or form. So even though they've run into the most outs in baseball and they've been caught stealing the most in baseball, who do you have hitting taters for you? Kevin Kiermaier. You, you legitimately might not have a guy on this team that hits 20 home runs. Oh, really? With, with Lau Hurt. I mean, with Lau Hurt, it's – I mean, it's looking more, more of a possibility. I mean, yeah, Randy could get – but Randy started off so slow. I don't know if he's going to be able to get there unless he has a, you know, a senior October moment. Nobody's uh, on pace for 20 home runs right now. No. That's yeah. rough, man. We, it's, it, we're going to look like Nostradamus because we said nobody's going to hit 30, man, and everybody's like, no way. Yeah. They're not even going to hit 20. Right. <laughs> well, when you trade Austin Meadows, get rid of Nelson Cruz, you well, know that Mexicano is not going to repeat that's, that. And that's why, um, that's why I had the hitting two, and that's why I even yeah. debated it putting it three because I, I think we all talked about this before the season. What did they add with the bat? We were all just very excited to see Wander for a full season, but they traded away Wendell. They traded away Austin Meadows. Uh, they also didn't re-sign Nelson Cruz, who, mm-hmm. I mean, I, Cruz is, by the way, somebody I might want to tap back into with the Nationals. He is not doing well this year, so you might not really need to give up anything near what you had to give up last year. And I'm talking really like pennies on the dollar. I think Ooh. you could probably bring back Nelly for cheap. Now, I don't know if he's a thing or not. He could, this could be it for him. This right. could be his last. This could finally be the time where Nelson Cruz fell off. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that the Rays made no effort to improve their hitting. They just decided to roll with what they had and even subtract with some yeah. of the things we had on that, 100 win team from last year so am i surprised at the hitting struggling no <laughs> because you know and not to mention wanders hurt and Lau's hurt i mean those are like so you have a, a, a your two best hitters your two yeah, best hitters you already yeah. you already are entering the season with a decrepit lineup and then you take out your two most significant hitters entering the season of course they look like crap. It's just like, yeah. you know, you can't turn Taylor Walls into a 250 hitter. You can't turn Kiermaier into a 300 hitter. You can't turn these people into, you know. Yeah. Harold Ramirez. You can't turn him into Harold Ramirez, no, Evan. I, I want to go. Harold Ramirez is going to hit 300. That's what he does. <laughs> yes. He's really like 285. Um, you just know it. Right? We knew it. Of course that was going to happen. Um, I want to go back to something you said on yesterday's episode that Yarrow could be packaged in with a little prospect. You give that away. And now you mentioned maybe Nelson Cruz won't be that expensive. Do we call Washington and say, hey, how about a prospect in Yarbrough for Nelly? Would that be enough if Nelly hasn't really done what we wanted him to do in 2021? Yeah, I mean, it depends what the prospect is. You're going to, I mean, for Nelson Cruz, you, you know, I don't know what they're looking for. I personally wouldn't be, you know, last year it made a lot of sense um, with what they gave up. And it was still a little bit of an overpay, which I don't hate because for once this organization went for it. And I'm all yes. for that. You know, yes. they, they, they needed to, especially with a 100 win team uh, this time around with how Cruz is performing his age. We've all been waiting for that retirement door to fully kick in. Like we'll yeah. we'll uh, we'll give you a decent prospect. It's not going to be anywhere close. You know, I wouldn't even give up top fifteen guy. Um, I'm just trying to. I, I would have to look at someone who's probably outperformed their ranking over this year and let let them take them. But um, yeah, I, I 
Yeah. I think that's again working with what you know what the Rays need and and what's realistic for them. You know, I don't know what kind of big boppers are on the market. I would argue that maybe talking with the Phillies to try to say, hey, like you need to get whatever you got going here with all yeah. these hitters and no defense. Maybe we can work out an exchange and somebody can become available. That I don't know. You know, I don't know yeah. who that would be. But Taylor it, Walls. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't know if he's going to be the big calling card for teams uh, as well, but. Um, I'm starting they, a campaign. They, I'm starting a campaign. They Let's need a it's, back it's the same last year. They need a righty slugger in the middle of their lineup. It's the same discussion. That's my campaign. Bring back CJ Crone, and you can see his resume, Kevin. Right? I mean, yeah. he's done pretty well for himself. Although, I mean, he's you're really, really buying high with that because is he going to get what he up did in Colorado with the Rays second half? I could see. Not he's slugged thirty with the Rays. He's slugged thirty. No, I, I I just think the asking price, like the Rockies, want to ask the world for the type of production he's put up. He, yeah. they want something you're for CJ to pay Nelson Cruz, maybe even a little bit more. Like that. That's, yeah, you're gonna have to give up what basically you gave up last, last year. year to get Nelson Cruz, and I don't think it's worth it necessarily for CJ Crone, especially no, if like the. This team is is CJ Crone going to put you over the hump? You need something, man. There's nobody who's going to hit 20 bombs. You need something. That's and and this Rays organization has tremendous players throughout. But who in this organization is built for power? That's like highly touted for them. Like right now, they got Gray in Durham, and that guy is like literally a. Uh, he he seems like a poor man's Lau. I mean, if he came up, he'd hit he, like he. That guy's hitting 200 in Durham, but with 13 bombs or whatever it is. Like, I got a guy. We had him on the show from Australia. Curtis Mead. Curtis Mead. Does he have the power, though? He's got pop. He's got pop. I love Curtis Mead, by the way. Yeah. But I just don't know about his pop. I think he needs a little bit more seasoning, but I think it'll be there. I think it'll be there. Yeah. Uh, We've got much more to talk about on this episode. But first, we have to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, I'll give you a name that could be a bopper, and he's a rookie. John, uh, well, Jonathan Aranda might be one, but uh, Isaac Paredes. Isaac Paredes. You would hope. I still don't know if he, like, I mean. Uh, I mean I'm not saying most- 40 homers, but I'm saying 20 to 23. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, if you take Paredes' best year right it'd probably be like maybe like 25 home runs would be like oh wow right i mean pretty good no it's good i'm just saying like this team like team needs a bona fide bopper they need like i know they don't grow off a tree but right now where we live in a world of three true outcomes and stuff like you know there's nobody coming up through the shoot that like has the potential of 30 we got you know it's just brandon lau and that's it i mean wander we think when he fills out and gets older is going to start you know, yeah. lifting them more. But right now that guy is 
peppering ground balls to the second base side. Right. The race have gone athletic. The race have gone, you know what? We're, we liked what the Royals did 2014 and 2015, and we kind of want to do that. Yeah. That seems but they like- still had Hosmer and Moose, right? I mean, they still had guys who provided some mm, – in the middle and, of the and Hosmer Moose, wasn't that kind of like the Brandon Lau, Austin Meadows? And now you took out Austin Meadows. So who is that second guy that you need the power from? It's not coming from Yandy Diaz. It's not coming from Harold Ramirez. It's not coming from Manuel Margo. Randy, you got to expect Randy to be a 25, 30 homer guy. That's He's, what they got to bank on. 30 home runs from Rosarena is not happening. 30 bombs, no way. Ever in a season. Maybe one season. Maybe one season. But again... A guy like Evan Longoria touched 30 twice. Yeah, I think, again, this isn't 1998, 1999. Like, 25 home runs is really, really good. In a dead ball era right now of 2022? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, it's tough. It's, it's a tough situation. Uh, now, I do want to bring this up. Ulysses, we talked about it earlier this week and want to get Evan's take on this. So, yes, I brought this up by design a little bit. Isak Paredes. Um, Ulysses, I'm going to give credit to you for putting up this tremendous poll. So I'll let you introduce it to Evan and uh, take the wheel here. Uh, Evan, if only one Rays rookie becomes an everyday player, who will it be from these four rookies? Vidal Brujan, Josh Lowe, Isak Paredes, or Taylor Walls? Um, well, I mean, only one. So one rookie, repeat the question one more time. If only one raised rookie becomes an everyday player, who will that be? Bruhan, Lowe, Paredes, Walls. Which of those guys will be an everyday player? I'll say Lowe. Okay. I think the everyday idea- in the minors. I think this guy, right? I think he has 2020 potential. I think he's Randy-esque. He is. He's, you know, the way that we think about Randy is the way we should think about Lowe. The only difference is Randy had that wonderful postseason run, which provides him such an amazing uh, stage to build off on. And also we had, you know, great four games in the postseason last year. But, um, you know, Lowe is – Built to be a very versatile guy, a very five toolsy type. His defense is great. Um, he he's got a little pop. He's got you know he's fast. Uh, you know there's a lot to like about his game. Now, you know I, I think Taylor Walls is becoming an everyday player right now, uh, pretty close to it. And um, you know as for Paredes, I like him. I'm worried about maybe you know defensive. What you know, the same thing with Aranda. Like, what does he bring to the table defensively? The Rays um, don't seem to really like having one track minded prospects, uh, per se. Of you know, you can do one thing, but we don't know where to stick you. That's why I was kind of debating with also Bruhan because the guy plays everywhere, so he might find a spot because you put him in the outfield, you put him yeah. in the infield. I just I would love to see some semblance that he can hit major league pitching because he would be tailor-made to be an everyday player, but it, it's been brutal uh, at, for long stretches. The, the, ba- the bad has certainly outweighed the good at the plate. Uh, counter-argument. Um, Josh Lowe, with as bad as many holes in the lineup as there are now, 
why haven't the Rays called him up or given him another shot yet? Because he can't well, play the infield. They need somebody who plays shortstop, middle infield while Wander is not is, is out. That's why. When when they when they brought when they started the season with Low, right? He played pretty much every day, correct? Yeah, yeah. With left, so, they want to play every day. I guess they yeah. want him to play every day. And I until they are convinced that he's going to come up and they're going to slot him in the lineup every single day, I think they're just going to let him do his thing down there. And um, I mean, he's hitting like 285 down there. So, uh, and that's after kind of like a, a really bad start. I think he started yeah. like one for 21 or whatever it was. Um, so, so he's going to get the everyday job once Kevin Kiermeyer isn't on the team after this year. <laughs> oh, I mean, probably. Yeah, I. I would assume so. Um, I would also imagine that KK would potentially take a, a hometown discount in the off season. Ooh. If it's staying here, you know, I, 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 I yeah. truly, I truly believe that um, he, he loves this area. So, uh, you know, and, and this is all he knows. So, yeah. well, just take the money you're not going to give to Yarbrough and give it to KK. We have never talked about that situation. So thank you, Evan, because now you've fed the content machine that is locked on Rays. Yeah. I love that question. Would you take KK if he takes a pay cut? I don't see why not. I don't see why not, baby. I'm all for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Evan, on this poll, if we had included a fifth option, Jonathan Aranda, would that have been your pick? I love Aranda, but again, there is something there. The guy, all he does is get freaking hits, but they don't bring him up. And I think it's because they don't necessarily know where to put him out there. And I don't know if he's a liability or whatever it might be. Uh, You know, I, I haven't seen enough of his fielding to comment, but I'm a little bit concerned they haven't brought up Jonathan Aranda when this team can't hit a lick yeah you get a lick but yet a guy hitting 320 who has done it back-to-back seasons essentially or close to back-to-back-to-back seasons uh can't find room and um you know i i just it it does not make sense to me that they need like you know i i understand you don't want to line up full of harold ramirez's you know i he comes off a little bit like that he'll come up Right, Ramirez is hitting like 285. I could see Aranda doing the same thing. Yeah, but Ramirez, as much as I like him, as much as my guy Ulysses yeah. likes him, he doesn't really change the meter much on a, a game-to-game basis. You know, you're not really pumped uh, to talk. I was going to say with the glove. I was going to say with the glove. Well, you're not really excited yeah. to put Harold Ramirez at first or in the outfield. You're like, oh, we'll 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 deal with that. You know exactly. So you know, but, if you have Harold. And you're going to play Aranda, you're not playing both of them at the same time. Then you're sort of just exchanging one for the other. Then it's like, well, let's just play Harold and leave him down there. Yeah, let, Harold Ramirez actually has big league experience. Like, I think that Jonathan Aranda can carve up a career like Harold Ramirez, but what's the point of having two of those in the yeah, same lineup? And it's redundancy. Not- so I understand that. I would just say that in a time where this team can't hit, I would maybe think about trying to finagle things to bring yeah. in a person who can get on base just to try it. You can send him back down. What, yeah. like, what's, what is what worse can happen? This team barely gets three runs. <laughs> like, can we try it? The yeah, starting yeah. is so phenomenal. Can we try it? Well, um, again, just wait till uh, G-Man Troy gets injured or Yandy gets injured, then that's your opportunity. And that's the thing, too. After this year, 
one or both those guys won't be on the team, and then you open up a spot for Jonathan Aranda. And Hale Ramirez probably isn't going to be brought back because this is the race. So, Jonathan Aranda, your time is not in 2022. It's in 2023, and we can see if you can hit 285 uh, at the big league level. Harold Ramirez is uh, 2022's Jeff Kepinger. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. But, boys, you know this is a Friday episode, and we have trivia, and we have Name That War. But before that, i got to tell you about our partners at BetOnline.net, which is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments news and odds including this year's basketball championship matchup the nhl hockey conference finals major league baseball and of course all the latest fighting news from mma and ufc to boxing bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live betting esports kevin's favorite and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action we've been talking about batting average a little bit and my question pertains to batting average in front of me i have a list of five active players who have at least three thousand plate appearances five active players who have at least 3,000 plate appearances and their batting average is above 300. I need three of those five names. Active players. Miggy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Pujols, Miggy. Uh, Pujols is strike one. Miggy is correct. Uh, He is the highest at 310 with 11,175 plate appearances. Um... Remember, Pujols had a lot of bad years, or he fell off the cliff. Yes, you're right, you're right. right. Um, 3,000 at-bats. So what are we talking about? That's that's like 10. I mean, you're talking about like 11, 12 seasons in in the bigs. Yeah, basically 8 to 12 seasons. Maybe more. You've played at least 8 seasons. I'll put it like that. Damn, I only got two names. Go for it. Jose Altuve. Uh, that is correct. He is number two on this list with a 3068 batting average over 6,525 plate appearance. Look at that Venezuelan bump. I love yeah. it. Um, One more name. I'm going uh, pinstripes. DJ LeMahieu? No, he's number seven under um, 300. Is Goldschmidt on there? Paul Goldschmidt is not on the list, and you guys have used all of your strikes. Damn. Miggy Cabrera, number one. Jose Altuve, number two. Number three, the greatest player of our generation, and maybe of all time when it's all said and done, Mike Trout. I don't know how you leave him off. Uh, this on an 0 for 35 slide or whatever the hell it is. Exactly. Yeah. 0 for 35, boom, whatever. He's no longer the, the GOAT. These uh, these last two are surprising. I, I wouldn't expect you to get them. Uh, Trey Turner, 3024 with 3,267 plate appearances. And Robinson Cano, 3012, 9,523 plate appearances. Asterisk. Mets legend. Yeah. So Pop there's a 30 question. That's great. 
That's that's fantastic. Um, well, boys, let me give you some some uh, name that war, and of course, my uh, browser just uh, went to crap. Uh oh. So you have to look uh, it up on your phone. I'm going to uh, just make a little bit of time. Let me here. let me see if I can guess the name that war. Okay. Uh, Eric Chavez. Incorrect. Wow. But I'm going with. A guy who's Harold Ramirez's countryman. I'm going to Colombia today with Orlando Cabrera. All right, Orlando Cabrera. What is God. his career baseball reference war? Should I go first? You can let it rip. His career war. Wait, talk to me. Talk to me. Like, what, you know, what do you know about Orlando? Going, what do you uh, got? Orlando Cabrera. He played for the White Sox for a time. Did he not? He played for the White Sox. Did he, did he, did he, not? he did for one year wow. in 08 when the Rays played them in the ALDS. Very good. Here's my line of thinking with Orlando Cabrera. I think he played at least 10 years in the bigs. His career batting average, probably around 270 to 280, maybe at 180 home runs. Really solid career. Really solid career. I'm going to say his career war is uh, 20. Okay. Evan? I wasn't that bullish. Um, uh, 16-2. Boy, oh boy. Sometimes I feel like I'm screen sharing with Kevin. 21.3 for Orlando Cabrera. Look, this guy uh, had a slash line of 272, a 317 on base, 390 slugging. So he only slugged uh, 123 home runs, a 707 OPS from the middle infield position. Not 10 years, though, Kev. 15. Look at that stamina. Look at that endurance. This guy played for the Montreal Expos. He played for the Red Sox, the Angels, the White Sox for that one year. Oakland, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Cleveland, the Giants. This guy was a journeyman that he knew every damn clubhouse in so many cities. The Miguel Cabrera, the Miguel Cairo Award. Yeah. Yes. This is a Miguel Cairo type of, of, of career. Wow. I would not have guessed that he had over 2,000 hits in his career. And yet he had 2,055. Pretty good. I, again, a guy that uh, I think probably gets overlooked. Doesn't get to, like really, really, really good player. Who wouldn't take that career? Yeah. That's an amazing career. I don't know how much money he made. Do you know how much money he made? Not uh, enough. Not enough? That's a good question. Uh, 51.7 mil. That's not bad money either, people. Not bad. Not, not bad, bad at all. And who wouldn't want to take that sort of earnings? Yes, yeah. that's right, baby. Exactly. On a Friday, let's go. There we go. All right. Thank you, Evan. Always fun. And thank you, listeners. For and I also want to say, before you go into this, shout yeah. out to the Cardinal starter on Wednesday. Guy's name is Packy Naughton. <laughs> Is that not like the greatest baseball? Is he uh, like a Boston mobster, Irish mobster? I don't, or something? Know. I don't know. Packy Naughton. Wow. Okay. Can't wait to see that. He had to be a pro athlete because he probably just got made fun of in school. It's like, I got to make, I got to be something. He went to the gym and he was like, okay, yeah, I'm doing this. I got to, I got to be special. Yeah. Something. 
Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen to the Locked on MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you next week.